What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. I'm Dan Wendell, owner of Dolphin Financial Group. Today, we're going to be talking about interest rates going up and the impact that's having on short-term annuities. Now, annuities, there's a ton of different types out there. I'm going to talk specifically about fixed rate, short-term, we're talking two, three years annuities. And I want to talk about how this current interest rate environment is impacting the pricing of those or the interest you get on those. To help me talk about it, I mentioned the A word, right? No one likes to talk about the A word. And speaking of A words, let's bring in my sidekick, Anthony. Hey, it's Anthony. He's got to turn his microphone on. It's, you know, he, the real name is Anthony. There we go. I was just, Were you but, thinking I was thinking something else when I was talking about the A word with annuities? You said a dirty word, the A word, <laughs> annuities. So I've got the buzzer ready. And you, you made fun of me and used my real name. So you're going to get a, another one just for love it. So just for the I, principle of the matter, my mother is the only one that calls me that, especially if she uses the middle name as well. Oh, Anthony Thomas, then, you know, oh, yeah, then you perk I am up. in big trouble. It's nothing but noise over here on my side today, folks. Uh, I understand well, I, I'm giving you an out, you know, I'm giving you an out because we're talking about interest rates and annuities. Like, I don't know, Tony, Ooh. if you, if you head for the door, I think we'll be fine. I think everyone would understand it. Well, but, well, I think it's important though, because there are some people out there that an annuity, certain types of annuity can be the exact fit they need to help them in retirement. That's my opinion from what yeah. uh, I've heard. But I do also know there's a, a, the an even dirtier word is variable. So we can talk yeah, about there's that a lot too. of types of annuities and they the interest rate increases impact all types of annuities. But so when the Fed raised the interest rate a half a right. percent, what did that do? What is did that, that do to short-term rates? Like if you look at the bank, what did it do to the bank rates? Uh, did your interest rate goes up, go up at the bank? Not much. I mean, probably went up a thousand percent from 0.001 to 0.0011. Mm. I know? just or, read an article actually, Dan, I can throw out an actual number point, uh, 0. 0.06 to close to 0. 0.5 on some things. Ooh. Well, I mean, so from a, you know, a 10th of a point to half a point, it's yeah. not, that's a big increase, right? And that's not every bank. Now that's just an right, example right. of in some banks and some accounts that can happen. And there's a lot of, you know, uh, depending on how much money you put in and for how long, you right, know, there's right. a lot of factors well, that banks use, but CDs also haven't gone up very much if at all. So, I mean, right. yeah. But you, we expect something to happen with these interest rates. So that's sure. what I want to talk about. I'll put the show up here on short-term savings. We've done shows on what do we do with short-term. And one of them is these short-term annuities I want to talk about. But before I get into it, just a public service announcement. You know, it's impacting all types of annuities. But one thing that people don't realize is pension is an annuity stream. And so when you are close to retirement, you might get an option to take an annuity payment or a lump sum buyout. 
we've done a show on that on that is a is a pension better than a lump sum and a lot of times um it all depends on the interest rate environment so the fact that right. interest rates are going up your annuity payment might be actually a better play than the lump sum something you don't hear very often from advisors because usually it's just take the lump sum and, and you know we'll do better but if you do the math and in a rising interest rate environment you you got to double t- you got to do a double take on this because this mm. is a big lifetime decision right but that's for another time but keep that in mind that's very important that as interest rates go up you got to think twice about your pension payments because those change people mm. don't realize that 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 those pensions yeah, I never thought of it affecting your pension absolutely um, yeah. Before you take the pension, right? Right. Before you take the pension, unless you have a cost of living adjustment and pension. But when you're at that point where it's like, do you want to lump sum or do you want the pay, pay, payment for life? Interest rates factor in along with your life expectancy. So, sure, sure. Okay. So, today I want to talk about MIGAs. You ever hear these, Tony? MIGAs, M Y G A S. That stands for multi year guarantee annuities. So, as interest rates go up, which they're doing now, you know, Fed raising rates. We saw mortgage interest, you know, go up. So do rates on MIGAs. So do rates. So I thought it was my gas. I thought you were going to say my gas. I, there's a lowercase s there, Tony. For the, for the <laughs> listeners, there's a lowercase s. M-Y-G-A, <laughs> lowercase s. You thought it said MAGAs. <laughs> Make annuities great again. The, <laughs> wow, that's a you came up wow. with a. Wow. Uh, we got to have some kind of. Uh, I don't know. We need to celebrate. <laughs> Dan made a funny. Hey, Dan made. Dan said something that's actually humorous on the show. We've got to have a sound of. Where do I have the sound effect for Tony, when Dan that, accidentally? I don't want to diminish your role here on the show, so I can't. Well, I got to make sure. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about what MIGAs are. They're also, so they're multi-year guarantee annuities. But Make annuities known, great again. They're, they're also known as CD type annuities. So people know what CDs are. And we did a show. I'll put that up here. What is a CD? You know, because some people don't know what that is, but sure. check it out. And some Contact of the comments disc. on there were like, why are you spending so much time? You made that joke then. That's like the fifth time you made that silly joke. But um, it wasn't funny then. It's still not funny. (laughs) Okay, Mitch. So (laughs) what are MIGAs, right? So MIGAs are basically, and and I'll put some some information on here. They're issued by an insurance company, not a bank, right? So that's that's big, like right away, huge difference there. So when you go into a bank and they're talking about CD rates, they're not going to talk to you about MIGA rates unless they have an affiliation with an insurance company, right? These are not FDIC insured, right? So this is not going to be covered under the bank auspices. You're going to be buying it with an insurance company. So it's based on the, on the insurance company itself. You got to deal with them, right? So that's important to note. And, but the interesting part about a MIGA is it's a set interest rate for a term, kind of like a CD. That's why they call them CD like or CD type. A MIGA will say, here's your interest rate for three years five years, 10 years, two years. So you choose the term and it's guaranteed interest rate for that time. You're not going to get more. You're not going to get less. So if you okay. lock in a good rate and you you need the money in the short term or in three or five years or 10 years, it mm-hmm. might be a good thing. Well, here's the deal. 
Yes, if you time it right. But if you time it wrong and you say, I'm going to buy a five-year MIGA and then you need the money in year two, there's the problem. Some have, so they have surrender penalties. Unlike a CD where you lose six months interest usually, a MIGA will have, is an insurance product, so it's going to be, hey, here's a surrender penalty and it's pretty stiff depending yeah. on what you're doing, right? So there's not, a, not you don't have a liquidity option that you do with some other types of Right, you do have liquidity options on some of them, but they're not as strong as like a CD, right? So they're right. less liquid because they're an annuity, yeah. right? Right, that's what I was saying. And then finally, uh, they're tax deferred. So when you buy a CD and you're getting mm -hmm. interest, you say, I don't want the interest, I'm not going to touch it. The, the bank's going to 1099 you for the CD interest, whether or not you take it, right? Whether or not yep. you roll it in or, or take ownership of the interest. Whereas uh, a MIGA is not going to give you a 1099 every year if you just let it sit there. It's not until you take the money out that you actually pay taxes on it. So if you mm -hmm. have a five-year MIGA, you don't pay any tax on any of the gains, any of the interest until the fifth year when you take the money out. If you take the money out, you can roll it to another one and so on. Okay. So um, MIGA terms are typically two to 10 years. And the longer you go out, the higher the interest rate. But in today's environment, I've really been focusing on the short term, two, three year terms, maybe, hmm. maybe a five year term. If someone's got a specific goal, I'm going to uh, move in five years and I need this money for a down payment on my house. So I don't want it in the market because it's too risky. I don't want my moving plans to be impacted by the stock market. Mm -hmm. I don't want to keep it in the bank because they're not paying me anything. Let's get right. a five-year MIGA, right? So I'm looking at short-term rates, okay? So what I want to do quickly, and this is going to be a short show, Tony, because I know this is, I know you. My what you're going to want to do is you're going to, you're going to take this info <laughs> and you're going to go right away and start shopping around for these because I know you. So I don't want to hold you back, you know? They have, you know, like record day, they have MIGA day. So people line up outside the insurance companies and, and try and get the best int uh, interest rate <laughs> once a year. That's not true. <laughs> okay. So what do you think MIGA rates are doing currently, Tony, um, with the Fed raising interest rates across the board for borrowing money? What do I you would think, assume, I, I would assume they're going up. I mean, not the existing MIGAs that people have, but if you get a MIGA today, I would assume it would pay more interest than it did three years ago. You know, you made a very good point. If you bought a MIGA, a three-year MIGA, a three-year fixed rate last year, you're locked in yeah. that fixed rate. You're not, your interest rate set, that's not going up. It's you're not going down. The upside. Right? So you're locking in, right? You're right. So that's a good point. But you're also right about, did I say that twice? You were right twice. Um, they are going up. So what I've done is I've looked on, um, and there's a link there. You can follow this. You can go and look yourself. You can put different timelines in. These are annuity rates, MIGA rates. And I compared um, August, or no, I, I should say May of 2021 to May of 2022. So where were three-year MIGA rates last year versus now? And the average rate in May of 2021 was 1.5% for three years. So you'd lock in 1.5% for three years. Not very sexy. <laughs> no. Now, compared to a CD, that probably was triple, quadruple the rate you'd get at a CD. At but least for the double. same timeline, right? 
Now, 1.5% last year, this year, 2.74% for a three-year. This is the mm. average across the nation. Okay. Mm. That's an 82% increase since last year. Wow. That's big. Mm-hmm. But, right. you know, you think, hey, that sounds great. But when inflation's at over 8%. Right. Where did inflation uh, come from? Earning, earning, earning 2.74%, not so good. Right. We just did a show recently on inflation. And we talked about how you got to keep some stuff at risk to stay up with inflation. But keeping cash or keeping money in a bank is not going to help. This is not keeping up with inflation. 2.74% for the three-year rate is not keeping up with inflation. But your your principal is protected in a MIGA, right? It's oh yeah right. So you're 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 going to get two point seven four. So you're getting safety in exchange for that lower interest rate, right? But or and and it's not going to keep up with inflation, but it's going to do better than money in your pocket, right? So and it could do better than money in the stock market, depending on what stocks you have, (laughs) right? right. And what day of the week it is. So again, what do do you want? One of these? What's the purpose? Right. So let me let me also show you the highest rates. This is the highest MIGA rates at the time. So a year ago in May, if if you wanted a a three year MIGA, the highest rate was two point eight five percent with one particular company. I'm not going to name names, but that rate has now, I think it might even be the same company. It might be a different company, but 3.5. So that's about a 22% increase for the top paying company. So you start looking at this and say, all right, I can lock in 3.5% for the next three years. Now, if you said that a, a, a year or two ago, hey, I'll give you 3.5% for three years, people would jump on it yes, because they couldn't. I mean, because interest rates were so low, right? almost non-existent. So, you know, you can get 4% or more if you go out five years or 10 years, right? But then you say to yourself, okay, where are interest rates going? No one knows, right? No one knows where interest rates are going. But the Fed has indicated we're going to continue to raise rates to combat inflation. So if you know that interest rates are going up, do you want to lock in for a five-year or a 10-year MIGA for that extra interest? I don't know, mm. right? So that's why I look at the three-year rate because that's a, a decent time. That's short-term sure. by by a lot of stretch of the imagination. And and it's also, and you could go with two-year MIGA. The rates are lower. But if you're thinking about, hey, where, what am I going to need income for in three years? Maybe you're retiring in three years. Maybe you're moving. Maybe you need to buy a new car in three years. Maybe you want to remodel the kitchen in three years, right? And so rather so, than let that money sit in a savings account, right? What you would do is you could put you could put it in a MIGA for three years and earn some more interest on it, and then in three years when you're ready to meet that goal you set to buy a car or a house or you know to send your kid to college, then you pull that money out and it's earned that. Um, Rather than risk the market being down the year or the t- rather than leave, people will say, well, I've got it in the market in an IRA or a mutual fund. Right. Why not just leave it in there and then I can earn more? Well, but can you? Is it going to be down? Is the right, market going to be down 20% right. when you? Right. You're right. Timing. Timing is everything. So yeah. you yeah. try rather than trying to. So you could buy a bond. You could ladder some bond portfolios, but interest rates are going to impact bond prices. 
Yeah, so there's the, a little as interest bit of rates go there. up, bonds pay less, right? Well, bonds pay more, but the ones you own, are oh worth yeah, the less ones you own will go. sell it, right? The yes. pressure, right? So yeah. yeah, so it so so these rates, you know, they impact retirees in particular because they're not working anymore, and so they don't their income is set, and so they and they have a shorter time horizon for a lot of things. So they're not willing to take the risks associated with the higher returns. You know, you can look at the, like I said in the beginning, you can look at the I, the I series I uh, bonds and get um, interest that's t- pegged to inflation. You know, you can get a, a U.S. Tr- treasury paying eight nine percent right now, but that resets every six months. But you can only put ten grand in there. So if you if you want to put more than that, you, I mean, you're limited. So a year. So here you can put whatever you want into it. And it's a good short-term vehicle. Now, there's ups and downs to these, but I wanted to bring it up, not because I'm saying these are the greatest things in sliced bread. Um, I wanted to bring it up because I want people to know that these these things really move in pricing. And I, I'm, sure. I'm, I get I have software that gives me the latest rates, and every two weeks, you know, they're changing, and people the, these insurance companies are trying to remain competitive. And because they know people shop these around like they shop CDs around. So if you're thinking about it, you know, you're going to want to shop it around. The big question I have for you, Tony, is why do you think that these aren't popular? Why do you think people don't know about these? Because I don't think a lot of people know about MIGAs. Um, Because people assume that I, I think people are just in the one reason, one reason. This is maybe not the reason you're looking for, but I know as a fact, one reason is the mindset out there is, for growth, I put it in the stock market. For safety, I put it in a savings account or a CD. And that's the mindset. Also, another reason is, oh, you said insurance. You're trying to sell me something. Uh, I'm going to put money in and not be able to get it all back out. There is a stigma when people yeah. hear the word insurance. So I think those are two roadblocks uh, that are misconceptions. I mean, obviously, there are great insurance products and there are insurance insurance companies that are going to be around longer than some banks and have been. So yeah. uh, the whole FDIC thing and insurance thing for me personally, um, I think that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. People who speak badly about annuities say, well, it's not insured by the FDIC. And it's just like, you find me somebody with an annuity who didn't get their money back because the insurance company went under. You won't because insurance companies also have companies, a third party that insures the money up to at least a point. And if they're not doing well, they get bought out. So, and your, your money is with that other company and it's still there. So I just think there are roadblocks that aren't legitimate when it comes to annuities in general. And is that what you were thinking? Yeah, no, I, those are definitely legitimate reasons why there's a stigma. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm going to put another nefarious reason out there that, that you don't hear a lot about these. Because if you compare it to a CD, I mean, they're two different products, right? You, you, right. But, but right. they're similar, so you can do the comparison. But if you think about it, you know, a bank is not going to, banks like CDs because, you know, let's be real, the interest rate's pretty darn low. So you know they're making more on the money, right? So they're a moneymaker for the bank. Yeah. Who's making money off the um, Amiga? Um, the insurance companies? Yeah. They can, they make a little bit more than they pay out for sure, but they're paying out so much more than the CD. Why aren't, why aren't they more popular? It's because how do you get uh, an annuity? You go through an insurance agent. So there, there's a stigma there, like you said, insurance agent. But do you know, and I bet you you can figure it out, that 
there's a lot of other types of annuities that pay a whole lot more to the insurance agent than a MIGA pays in the form yes. of commission. Yeah. So you don't get a lot of money Variable. by selling one. Oh. Well, you don't get a lot of money by selling this type of annuity compared to others. Sure. So they're viewed yeah. as, eh, I don't really like them. Yeah. Why when not? You deal, when you deal with salespeople, it, it's tough. Right. That's why, and this is a great place to, I know you don't like to plug, the show is about information for an education for our listeners, but this is why you need to work with a financial services professional who's looking out for your best interests, not just an insurance salesman, it's a plan, right. a financial planner who looks at not just stocks, but also other options like CDs, like social security, like your pension to help you maximize these things like taxes to minimize. And so if a MIGA is the best possible route for somebody wanting to do something, you'll recommend it. You're not there to sell it because that's not how you uh, make the majority of your living. Uh, you want them as long-term clients. So when their overall investments do better, then you make a, a small percentage and that's how you get paid. And you're very transparent about that. So I want to encourage our listeners and I'm not saying they have to call you, they should, but uh, work with a trusted financial services professional before you do anything. Right. Right. With Work money. with someone that's going to look at all the options and say, yeah, let's yes. talk about precious metals. Let's talk about stocks. Let's talk about bonds. Let's talk about annuities and let's figure out which way to go. And if the, if the answer is I need a fixed annuity or a MIGA, then all right, find an insurance agent and go buy it. Right. Yeah. Um, but don't lead with the insurance agent because they're not going to talk. They're not allowed to talk about investing in other things. Right. Yeah. So, that it's just you're right it's, they're just going to sell you the product that makes them that the most commission yeah i wanted to bring that up because a lot of people are wondering well why don't i hear about this it must be bad yeah i hear it, about variable annuities and fixed index annuities a right, lot but, but you don't hear about migas and and my take is that obviously people don't understand them and that sort of thing but it's also because the, the compensation for selling them is quite low so, yeah. because how much room do you have? I mean, if you're paying 3%, like what, uh, right? So, okay. Um, conclusion. So rising interest rates do impact annuities. They do pick, impact pensions. So as interest rates are going up, you got to be aware of this. You yeah. got to double take about buying a long-term annuity. Think through that. Um, and also know that by shopping and, and maybe laddering, you can, you can keep up with this rising inflation and the in prices that are increasing. Don't lock in all your money in a 10 year, right. maybe do some laddering, right? Um, it pays to understand what type of annuity you're looking at shop around. Don't just jump on the first thing you hear. Right. Right. Expect. So that's another thing. If, if you decide, Hey, I want a MIGA, don't go to a company XYZ's agent, go to a broker that can shop all the companies, right? Because the, right. the XYZ agent's going to say this XYZ company's annuity is better than everyone else's. Well, what about that company? They're offering, you know, 30% more interest. Why wouldn't I do that? Well, because they're not me, right? So again, and then you got to factor in expect, what do you think is going to happen? Look at the signals. Think about it. Talk to a financial advisor and say, what do you think the interest rates are going to be doing? And how does that impact me today with locking in rates now? Right? So you just don't buy these things willy-nilly. You have a purpose for buying them. Right. I need money in X years. Where do I put it? I need money in 10X years. Where do I put it? Right. So again, this is just, it's almost, I, 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 we joke about the 
a word, right? As there, you know, no one likes annuities. No one wants to talk about it. But when you think about it in terms of like a MIGA or multi-year guarantee annuity, you kind of see, wait, the, I get it now, right? I, I, this is yeah. what, I, and when I tell people about these, they say, oh, well, what's the catch? Catch is, you know, just like every other annuity, you got surrender charges, you got to worry about what insurance company, you got to know the terms. But if you're comfortable with the terms, why wouldn't you dabble in it? Yeah, it's just like anything else. Yeah. It's just like anything else. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. It's a great basic product that can really help people financially. It's a great tool. But the analogy, the point you're trying to make, and the best analogy to use that I've heard is the toolbox analogy. So people are yes. like, uh, you know, why wouldn't you, you have this need and you, let's say your need is you've got a drywall screw and it, it's got uh, a Phillips head. It's, it's got a star driver. So you, uh, but you don't like the star driver or the Phillips screwdriver. You look in the toolbox, you're like, I don't like that. That's purple. I don't like that color. It's obnoxious. I don't want to be seen using that screwdriver. I've heard bad things about Phillips screwdrivers, so I'm going to use a hammer. I like the hammer. I've heard good things about the hammer. Uh, and so basically, someplace people, all they look in the toolbox, they don't have a screwdriver. All they have is a hammer. And my dad always said, Dan, that uh, uh, if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. That's right. And that's the way it is with financial tools. And you need to use the right financial tool for the right to reach the certain goal. The one that's mathematically going to make you the most money, keep you the most money and get it to you when you need it. Right. Right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's a good, it's a great analogy. If all you have yeah. is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yeah. And that's what you, you don't want a hammer salesman yeah. when you have a drywall screw issue. Insurance salesman. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> All right, Tony. Thanks for staying awake during an annuity conversation. I stayed Sorry awake. For using the A word so much. <laughs> but, you know, as an Anthony, you hear it a lot. <laughs> On that note, let me remind everybody that I do have, uh, I am a producer. I do look out for everyone's best interest, but that makes me have to have disclosures and I have my sons read it. So let's bring in the kids. The topics on this show are wide ranging yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or something.